Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can find us over on twooldmedia.com as well as my social media, No Clutch Nate. And I'm Andy DiGenova from Holy Batcast. You can follow me all over social media as Holy Batcast. And today on Dawn of Justice Minute, we're talking about Minute 140, which is going to start with uh, Batman breaking into the, uh, the the final boss's lair of this warehouse scene to rescue Martha. Mm-hmm. And then the minute's going to end with Superman reaching the scout ship where Lex Luthor is hiding. His scout ship. Or hiding or cooking up something, that's cooking for up. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, uh, we get three three scenes here, three uh each one of them is very important because um, we even get a good little Martha, uh, Martha, Lois Lane scene in here, uh, which is pretty important. And um, some things I wanted to kind of question about, um, th- you know, choice of uh, scenery. But let's start with the big one here. Uh, Martha, Anatoly, uh, some lucky, unlucky guy, and uh, Batman holding an M60. Yeah. Now, this M60, um, I think it goes without saying uh is from a comic book reference right this yeah. this batman yeah, yeah. holding an m60 right yeah dark knight returns yeah from the very same mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from the the very good same good on ya yeah, no well if i didn't say it then someone would get really angry hey. from us for yeah. not pointing it out right <laughs> no, that's just we've gotten this far so. <laughs> um is it an m60 in the dark knight returns i'm not yeah I'm it not totally t- is okay and uh I haven't read it in a while, but uh, what what is going on in that scene in comparison with this one? Is it a major scene, or is it was it uh, just it's a major a, scene? You want me to go get it? Uh, Silence. <laughs> I didn't, if you have it, I don't know. I was just seeing like if you guys knew exactly what was going on because I've only seen the animated feature. I don't have the actual book, well, but I remember people always bringing it up that it's in the dark knight returns is it in the animated feature as well andy or is it just in the book um i haven't watched the animated one in a while but it's definitely in the book and he's saving a child in uh in the book so it's like it's a gang member who has a child and this is you know pretty much right from it he breaks through the wall he grabs the gun he shoots the gun uh the part of the book is very ambiguous and I, and we, you know, we reviewed the book on Holy Batcast and we, we all were kind of like, it's very unclear what Batman shoots. Um, but like it could be taken as if he actually shoots the gang member. Um, but based on other things that are said throughout the book about like, Oh, we don't use guns. This is the weapon of our enemy. You, it leads you to believe, well, maybe he didn't shoot the gang member. I don't know what he shot. So in the book, it's a little confusing, but yes, this is taken. The moment is taken right from the book. And I remember Zack Snyder talking about it. And even he even said, well, in the book, he shoots the gang member. I couldn't have Batman shoot Anatoly. So I have him shoot the tank. And, uh, but when you read the book, you understand why there was confusion, uh, even on Zack Snyder's part, because it's really unclear what happens in the book. Yeah, because I know a lot of people really love that scene in The Dark Knight Returns where he, he is against, he makes that stance against guns, um, you know, and, you know, some people have, have gone to take it, uh, and I don't mean to say it as a joke, I'm 100% serious when I say it, but some people take it as gospel and, like, that is the superhero that they aspire to be is someone who doesn't use guns and stuff. And like, 
if that aligns with with their morals in life like at that point like yes batman is one of the coolest superheroes because he doesn't like guns but then we also see him use a gun in in the same graphic novel so if it's left to to ambiguity then then yeah maybe maybe he couldn't have shot someone like maybe he did something else now does it the scene just cuts to the next scene and kind of like the aftermath of it or we just know no, the way it's it's just the way the illustration is is like he says i believe you he does pull the trigger but then the shot is kind of just of the of the gang member pretty close up like kind of falling back and there it, and i think it looks like there's like a a splatter on the wall behind him but it cuz you can't tell if it's like blood or if he just shot the wall behind him and scared him like the way it's drawn it's really hard to tell what happened mhm so, because I just know that when we when we reviewed it on my show, I was hoping the other guys would go, oh, well, no, duh, this is what happened. And all three of us were like, we don't really know. And so I didn't feel as bad because none of us could really figure out for sure or say with certainty what happens in that frame. Mm-hmm. So everyone just, I, I'm guessing, have you, is, have you read of any other theories? Or is it most people just I've, thinking that he killed someone? I've, I, no, I've 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 looked it up and it's like it, it's kind of one of those uh almost like mythbusters where it's like confirmed, plausible or uh uh whatever's the last one, debunked. Oh, busted. That's the name of the show, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, busted or whatever. So, but and and it always comes up as plausible where it's like, well, uh, however you however you interpret it. And is there is there any backlash to that? Cuz I think there's there might you know Zack Snyder said he didn't he didn't want him to actually shoot Anatoly. I mean, he could have like, I mean, we could go back and blame physics, like oh, we could barely hold the gun, so he tried shooting Anatoly, but he just hit the tank instead. Like we could go with that and like excuse it as such. Um, but if he intentionally shot the tank and not shooting Anatoly, that's that's Batman in this movie in this DC cinematic universe saying, I am not going to kill this man outright yeah I'm, I'm going to shoot that fuel tank yeah i think that's yeah. what it's like yeah that and, and that's what Zack snyder was going yeah. for he he said it you know like yeah. in that in that interview he goes uh you know he said oh in dark knight returns he shoots the guy i wasn't gonna have him shoot the guy so i had him shoot the tank so he was already thinking along those lines um but that tank goes up fast so yeah it doesn't it turns out not to be a, a huge difference but yeah he didn't want to like directly kill him um I guess if he shot the tank, in theory, uh, you know, it could have, you know, like instantaneously. Hit, well, yeah, who know? Who knows? You know, maybe he didn't know how quickly it would go up. Who knows? But yeah, like he he did want to have that that little separation. Yeah. Well, and I totally chose to wear the the flamethrower unit, so you could just say he indirectly killed himself by wearing it. You know. Yeah. You man. chose to wear it, so. Yeah. He um, also chose to be a criminal. You could also say that he indirectly chose to uh, kill himself by being a criminal. Well, the way I look at it is, I'm like, listen, this this guy's got a flamethrower, at you know, at the head of an innocent woman. Uh, I feel like at that point, you know, like whatever happens, he's brought upon himself. Yeah, yeah, and it is Martha that we're talking about. So it's like, I'm doing you a nicety and not shooting you in the face. So I'm just gonna shoot this fuel tank. And you decide what you want to do with that time, but uh, exactly, yeah, 
yeah, you might you might have a few seconds to to toss it off and save yourself. We'll see, but at least you get a better chance than if I shoot you. Like yeah. That's kind of yeah, yeah, that's kind of the way I took it. Like a Mad Max thing. Yeah, and usually the path of of a villain involves them uh, obsessing over their own their own lifespan. So definitely, Anatoly's first reaction is like, I'm trying to save myself because I don't want to die. That's usually how the bad guy, you know, their their underlying priorities usually line up. But uh, so. Is there, you know, this this movie gets a lot of flack for the killing that Batman does in this film. Um, did, did that in the Dark Knight? Does that still hold some controversy, or does that, or is the Dark Knight Returns as a as a book? Is it still kind of, is it highly praised? Like no matter what, no matter involving a scene like that, was it is it to this day like questioned or just not questioned enough in your opinions? I, I mean, in my experience, everyone still loves the book. It's still hailed as a classic. It's considered one of the best. So I haven't really seen that be an issue. Um, and I think that is probably because you can you can take that moment as you like. And there are enough other things that happen in the book that, you know, that that can support you in that, you know, Batman doesn't kill haphazardly uh, in The Dark Knight Returns. So, no, I haven't seen... I haven't seen a lot of backlash at it. I mean, maybe I see a little bit of people being like, oh, it's a little overrated, that kind of thing, but not necessarily uh, anything that has to do with his brutality or, or killing or anything. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Nate, you find uh, you- Yeah, I don't think people really care about it anymore. Um, like Annie said, enough happens in that book where it's like, you know, things like that are just overshadowed. Um, that's not really one of the bigger moments in that storyline uh that people tend to focus in on um Mm -hmm. and at the same time it's it's a weird uh people tend to look at one frank miller differently and two like batman differently when he is in like uh, as an older guy as an older grizzled hardened batman Mm -hmm. it tends to give it like that already set in stone excuse where like oh yeah he can do this oh yeah he can be ruthless they did the same thing with logan like once you give somebody that's like a little bit of a, you know that that's been known to brood, and you give them some time to reflect on all their bad life and and bring them down like a like a like a dark hole, you kind of expect them to just be like, yeah, okay, they bend I believe rules, it. yeah, they, that exactly. they created bends rules. What really comes into question is that people relate um, Batman already like as his prime example like you know batman in his prime as as like the main example oh he doesn't use guns oh he doesn't kill people oh he, you know this and that it's everything it's like okay yeah that happened you know at one point in time but you you know the character also changes you know, characters go through changes you don't mm-hmm. hear people giving backlash about superman's character in dark knight returns that guy was a tool but you don't hear people ever like you know complaining about it or anything. They just say like, "Oh yeah, Superman did this thing, and then he got beat up by Batman." It's like, okay, well, why was he getting beat up? What was he doing? <laughs> you know, he was just just total tool. So uh, it's already like a set in stone, you know, excuse. Yeah. yeah, and I think the Dark Knight Returns gets a little more uh, leeway because because it's future Batman, future Superman, and almost an Elseworlds Batman and yeah. an Elseworlds yeah. Superman that they can get away with playing with them a little more um, as opposed to this that's considered a little more like in continuity. Exactly. People, people get a little touchier about that. Yeah, you start, you know, with like Batman right now in continuity, whatever, New 52 or 
Rebirth Batman, whatever they're calling mm-hmm. nowadays. You put a gun in that dude's hand, people are going to flip out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just because it is. Like, that's like the, the example that you're supposed to be leading by. I mean, there's a huge marketing campaign right now just because uh, Bendis is writing Superman and apparently the Superman red trunks are coming back and, like, yeah. that's becoming a marketing campaign. And, and like, to... To know that that would increase sales is like, wow, we really have to like go there to, you know, if we did or didn't like control, you know, the actual revenue that they that they make on Superman sales. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy to think like the do's and don'ts of, of superheroes and little things that you're allowed to play with. It, it almost seems like a, almost like not really a tragedy, but it's it just almost like a, hmm, that's weird. That's a tragedy. Look what they did to New 52 Superman. I'm going to keep saying it, man. They killed off New Fifty Two Superman to please fans, and I'm and I'm sour. <laughs> you guys are mean. He didn't deserve it. Oh man, he didn't deserve it. Well, you don't hear people talking so much smack about Kingdom Come. Oh, and like the hardcore Superman that we yeah, got hardcore the- Superman, and even hardcore Batman that was going around with robot Batman. <laughs> like people don't talk about that at all. People don't talk about how like the tragedy that was that was Flash. Oh my god. That guy lives a sad life now. He has to be doing he has to be constantly moving. That's weird. Sorry, that's getting into it, but <laughs> I guess when like you put it from like comic book to movie, that comic book is going to be more under the line of fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it didn't even happen with Civil War. People didn't go to Civil War and went into that movie and say like, "Whoa, this is completely different from the book." It was like, no, I guess it lines up with all the other past movies, so, okay, we can accept it. There was something that we were talking about when we guested on Spider-Man 2 Minute, but, you know, those episodes won't come out until, like, June, so uh, somehow look into the future and then listen back to this. But we talked about uh, when movies are bad, or not bad, uh, like, when they don't really succeed and people there are moments in in films that become a lightning rod for people's source of negativity. And so Dawn of Justice, uh, as much as we may love the film, Mm -hmm. uh, under extreme polarizing controversy, you know, it became uh, a a figure of controversy. And these moments, like Batman using a gun in this moment, like this M60, uh, the Martha scene, Doomsday, Pick anything in this movie, and it becomes a lightning rod for why this movie is, quote-unquote, the worst movie ever made, you know? Yeah. And you can have references to other books, and people will be like, well, he used it in the book, and, you know, like, Zack Snyder was, you know, he was doing this love letter to all the, you know, comic books that he loved and all that, and, like, it doesn't matter because it just ends up becoming the source of someone's negativity. Like, they will go, and they will point that scene whatever scene it may be is like that's why it's bad even though it's not even though it doesn't even warrant that but unfortunately that's the kind of world we live in where it's like oh yeah he batman never uses guns and it's like hold on we we need to have a conversation yeah, why don't you sit yeah, down why don't yeah. you have a seat you know like and unfortunately that's you know that's the game we have to play with but yeah it's like i never really saw an issue with it and honestly the first time i saw it in the theater i was like this is the one time where he should be pulling a yeah. trigger. I'm like, that's Martha. That's like, this is a whole thing. Like, we just is, it's, look at his costume. It's what it all led up to. Yeah, it's like, this is Batman. This is a dude. That's a Martha. Like, 
I, you know, like when he says, I believe you, it's like, of course, yeah, when because you sa- watched it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I believe that you'll do it. So I have to pull this trigger. Yeah. It's like, it, it makes the most sense, but unfortunately it, you know, it's just something that uh, on this podcast we have to talk about. We have to talk about like, um, people say they don't want to keep on seeing a Batman origin with the Wayne's die. And it's like, yeah, okay, I get you, but that's the motivation. You gotta, yeah, we gotta take a reminder old memory lane and figure out why this guy actually dresses up like a bat. Yeah. When he puts on that cow, it's because of what happened when he was 10 years old, you know? I hear you, man. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> so he shoots Anatoly. Anatoly, uh, uh, safe to say he goes up in flames. Ha ha. Of- ha- snare hit. Hi hat. There you go. Um, but we get, uh, we get Batman who, who jumps in just in the nick of time to save Martha using uh, his cape, which since we've all seen Batman forever, we know that this is a thing that can happen, right? That his his cape is is uh, f- flame retardant, Fire, fireproof. Yeah, there you go. Um, and yeah, the cape itself is what protects him. I'm assuming, right? Like, it's the cape that's. That I've always assumed it's the cape. Yes, right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's it's a safe assumption. It's yeah. a normal assumption. But um, he also, I'm telling you, I think we talked about it a little bit ago, but um, or maybe maybe not yet. Not yet. We're we we will talk about it. Um. There's something else that uh, you need to do. What breathe? I get yeah. I guess hold your breath. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you can't like, you know, like you were talking about the other day. Like that kind of explosion would like take all the oxygen out of the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would be it would, it would be hard for them to to almost talk right after. But we do get we do oh we get a joke in this minute. Yeah. We get a, we get a good little little quip from Martha. Um, Batman saves Martha. He says, don't worry, I'm a friend of your son's. And she says, I figured the cape. And uh, it's good to know there's some humor in this movie, right? I feel like it gets it gets uh, forgotten, even though there's like, I'm sure there's like 20 jokes in this movie if you yeah. really took the time to, to pick them all out. Between mm-hmm. Alfred and Perry, some Batman ones. We'll get some Batman ones later when uh, the Trinity and shows you, up. I mean, I think we get like two. Luther's got some jokes of his own caliber, but yeah, he's got still some, jokes. some dark humor jokes. Yeah. Even like even at the end of this minute with uh, Lex Luthor and his little cooking timer, egg timer. Yeah, his little egg timer. It's like that. That right there is is like a little peculiar, you know. Um, we enter. Uh, oh, does anyone have any notes for about saving Martha? About saving Martha before we skip into the next um, one. He did it. I I like the line of uh, of that Martha gives about the cape. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> Uh, in this next scene, we have Lois doing uh, what must be done and getting rid of the kryptonite spear that could kill the love of uh, her life um, and throwing it into into what is this? Uh, it's a wet pool, man. I've seen uh, Deep Blue Sea. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I know it plays an important part later on in this film, but... Um, there are mermaid statues in yeah, here. What, I'm trying to figure out what kind of building they're in. Like, what is? It's it. I think it was. I thought it was a church. Is this a baptism thing? Oh, there's no mermaid. Whole well. There's no mermaid. No, look. There's like there? stairs. Are those stairs? Those are stairs. So no, that thing goes down somewhere. But they're into the catacombs. But oh, that's where they buried everybody. This ah. is Gotham. Yeah, they removed the headstones, but didn't remove the bodies. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like Andy. Do you have any guesses of what this is? Uh, no, I mean it's just some sort of. It's like some sort of abandoned building of some sort that you know. I just uh, that's part of it's been flooded. Is the way I took it. It's like the wine cellar's been flooded. Because it's, I mean, it's on the island, right? Which means that it's on the water. So this is just some sort of opening that goes to the water. Um, I don't know. I, I always got like a, for some reason when I first saw this in the theater, I got like this Aquaman vibe, which was silly to think like, oh, anything with water must involve Aquaman, <laughs> right? And it's like, then uh, later on in the, you know, because we kind of recorded earlier, or later minutes ahead of time but um we've learned that these are actually mermaid statues because they look like mermaids or mermen whatever and um yeah just it it doesn't make sense that when it's not if it wasn't flooded that those mermaid statues wouldn't be like would be there because then they'd be a fish out of water and uh that doesn't make any sense but they're stairs so it goes down somewhere and I think it's a church. I, I thought it was a church too. Like just the way it was built when they were fighting. Yeah, it'd be a massive church, but you know, massive church exists. Um, yeah, why would they have mermaids going down like the stairs? Unless that really is like a wet pool type thing, like an access to the harbor or the bay or something. That's a little weird. I'm gonna but... go with. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with baptism pool. I'm gonna go with that. Final answer. And I, hopefully, maybe someone else will prove me prove us wrong. But I, I, th- I think baptism pool might might be a thing. With mermaids, mermaid statues. They baptize the mermaids. We're gonna have to double check Christianity. That's if, where all the kids the, go there on their 16th birthday when they turn into mermaids. I saw that Disney. Yeah, Channel I've movie. seen that movie. <laughs> I've seen that decom movie. The 13th birthday. There's something like that. Is that what it was called? Yeah, but then 13th, they wouldn't be 16. The 16. What did I say? 16 oh, the 13th well birthday. they go they maybe mermaids change on the 13 whatever the puberty thing was it was a puberty reference that entire movie that's yeah. all it was i don't know if you know let us know on all social media what uh what is this room and uh why why do you think it is or maybe you know maybe maybe we're not looking up something um but yeah she throws a she throws a spear in there I know a lot of people who probably rewatch this film are always screaming at this part because she threw it in there. Um, but I would do the same thing if it, you know, if it, something like that is like a nuclear weapon, it should not exist. You know, the kryptonite. You just gonna throw it in a hole when anybody else can grab it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you should take it to your, put it in your closet. I don't know. If you're Superman's, <laughs> your cl- if you're Superman's girlfriend, and you have like the thing that's like supposed to kill him. Do you keep it? That's like an ethics battle. No. No, no it's not never. an ethics thing? No. Never. No, you wouldn't keep it? Nope. Destroy it. Huh. Destroy it like Alfred wanted mm. way back when. Um. Yeah, okay, but this isn't destroying it. She's just dropping it down a wet pool. Oh, yeah. Man. I'm under the impression that that that's a very deep hole that actually then sinks to the bottom. Like like I said, I do think it's an opening to the uh, to the body of water that's around the island, mm-hmm. and so in her mind, she's getting rid of it, you know, so it can't be used against Superman again. In this moment, it's hard to be, you know, too mad at her for it because she thinks she's doing the right thing and getting rid of this dangerous weapon that could be used against Superman. I yeah, I think yeah. I, if go back in time, I'd let her do it again. I guess she's trying to keep it out of yeah. the like, furthest distance, but uh, 
I'd let her do it, like, cause you no, know, I keep it. Sorry, pal. She's yeah, gotta keep this. <laughs> She's gotta keep it. I would. Oh, you <laughs> would. Nope, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> this guy would. Good old Lex Uther over here, who um his we cut over to the kitchen timer, which we saw him. Uh, it's been one hour since we saw him, and uh, yeah, right on time. He knew Superman was going to show up by the sonic booms or no wait he doesn't hear the sonic boom first does he no he hears the ding hold on i'm trying to listen in for a little sonic boom here real quick ding huh no he just hears the ding of the of the kitchen timer mm-hmm. so i'm trying to think he knew that an answer was going to show up right away or was he just no did he think like i think he thinks he's going to be late you thought he was going to be no, late? No, I think he was probably expecting him to be there. He probably expected him to be there, you know, a, a while ago. Hmm. Yeah, he definitely definitely waits until the very last second. Almost late. He does actually show up late, he as we'll see tomorrow. Yeah. tomorrow's minute, or Monday's minute. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, we'll have some more notes about that one, at least Nate and I do. But, uh, Andy, do you have any notes about good old Lex Luthor here? No, I mean, time's up, and yeah, I think the the bulk of what happens is about to happen, and is not within the minute. So, no, I think for him, the the timer goes off, that means Superman failed, and he's about to call and have Martha executed, so. Yeah. What are your, uh, as as we close out this episode, what are your thoughts about uh, Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal of Lex Luthor? Um, overall, I liked it. I, I, I didn't mind the different take on the character. I thought that Jesse Eisenberg did some really cool and unique things with the character and um i especially like to see how he evolved um and i loved his quick little cameo in justice league and i i really want to see more of of that moving forward but yeah i was okay with the the new take on lex i think jesse eisenberg gives a great performance i get why it's not to everyone's tastes because it is very different um but you can't say that eisenberg was phoning it in he was giving it his all and i i enjoyed it yeah, absolutely. Definitely not phoning it in. It's, you know, it is, um, it's a very, it's a very hardcore performance. It's very like, yo, that kid gave everything into that performance. So it, I guess it just comes down to preference, really. Nate and I are yeah. huge fans. I think Nate is a, an enormous fan of, of this, this Lex Luthor. That so, I am. Yeah. So you just like to get people's takes on it. And it was the only bit of Lex Luthor that we got for you. But, uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, do you guys have any other notes before we wrap up the week? It's been a really awesome one, but we finally covered the entire uh, Batman warehouse scene. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is a great five minutes of the movie. I'm glad you guys let me join for this one because, yeah, we get um, what is arguably the best Batman action scene put to film and then a little taste of some other things along the way. But, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, it's it's already become an iconic moment in superhero cinema that even people who don't like the movie still tend to like this this stretch here. It's great stuff. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to remember how Ben Affleck was the worst part about this movie before it came out. And, you know, after the film came out, he was the best thing that some people will admit of this film. Um, but yeah, when we, when we were cutting up these minutes, Nate and I, we were 
trying to think of guests, I, I knew immediately that this uh, this week had to be saved for you guys. So I'm very glad that you could come in and represent Holy Batcast and give us all your cool Batman knowledge because I was like, this week we need to have Holy Batcast on this one. So definitely. Well, it's much appreciated. Thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe in future Batman films they can top this one and they'll do like a, the tag team kind of Arkham style. They involve a new character, and maybe it'll just be Batman and Catwoman or Batman and Nightwing tag team in warehouse scene, and it'll just multiply the awesomeness in this one. Count me in. I'm all for it. <laughs> all righty, guys. We're going to go ahead and wrap up for the week. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCU Minute. The DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society on Facebook, where you can join other guests and listeners to go and deep dive into the minutes with us and let us know what you thought. And don't forget, we're also on Patreon, where you can get bonus content, where we review comic books. And also, don't forget to check Public, where we got uh, cool Martha mugs on sale. You can help save her farm before it gets taken over by the bank. And we'll catch you guys next week here on DC Cinematic Minute. <laughs>